walk into a bar On a cool winter's evening underneath the stars And we'll find somewhere close we don't want to walk far You're in the cool room. <laughs> you do that to me every time. <laughs> David always looks very serious, and as I'm just about to do the first line of the intro, he makes the stupidest faces and puts me completely off. And welcome back. <laughs> You're in the cool room. I'm David Gibson, and joining me, as always, is my uh, brilliant co-host, David Griffiths. But praise indeed. <laughs> no, it's real praise. Uh, we're back. We're back. We're back podcasting about hospitality things yes. after a layoff in wrestling season for WrestleMania season. <laughs> we were on the road to WrestleMania, and we're off that now. We're well and truly uh, We're in it. a cul-de-sac of whatever it is. Yeah, so we're doing the second season of The Cool Room. Thank you to everyone who's gotten in contact with us and saying, where's the podcast, you lazy bastards? <laughs> do more of the podcast. Uh, get your ass in here and do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, but thank you. The, the support's really nice because it is actually a fair amount of work to get the podcast done. So to know that people are actually going to download it when we put it out is Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> when we're dragging our sorry bodies into record on a Sunday morning after mm -hmm. a few big nights in a row. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're a bit sick and sorry for ourselves this morning. Um, yeah. So I can't believe that we've been, it's been like two and a half months since we've done an episode mm. and I don't have any stories about <laughs> where I've been drinking or what I've been drinking. The only thing I can sort of say is I've kind of gone into sours a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm enjoying the Moondog uh, mullet sours. So looking yeah, forward to this. There's, there's two new ones coming. Oh, well, the Cherry, the Seinfeld and David Boys and Bowie, I think. So I'm very much looking forward to that. They've 100% picked like basically – my two favourite people on earth, <laughs> David Bowie, Jerry Seinfeld. So, um, yeah, I'm looking for what's the what's the Jerry Seinfeld flavour? Cherry Seinfeld. Cherry Seinfeld. <laughs> Yum. Um, no, I really liked those. I don't know. I just sort of maybe it was all the guests who were coming on the first season of the podcast saying I don't like IPAs anymore. I sort of went off IPAs a bit. Yeah, it's a, also it's a very autumny kind of drink. Mm. So I can totally get into drinking sours this time of year. Uh, but I was 100% drinking IPAs again last night, so that sour <laughs> seems to, <laughs> that thing seems to be over. Um, I've been to, I was just saying to you off air, I've been to a couple of bars that I quite liked. Uh, American dive bars seem to be a new fad. Mm, they're the new burger bar. 100%. Or they're, a, well, they're an American dive bar that also sells burgers. Yeah. Um, I've been to a couple in the last couple of weeks and for the life of me cannot remember the name of either of them. So this story is completely pointless. Excellent work. But I, did, I just thought I'd bring that up as a theme that seems to be a, a new thing happening in Melbourne. You know, those sort of American bars where they've got curtains, they close the curtains. Mm -hmm. It could be three o'clock in the afternoon. It could be two o'clock in the morning. You don't know. And that's the idea because they don't want you to think about the outside world. <laughs> they just want you to drink. And I'm um, totally up for that on you know on my Wednesdays off or whatever else. Yeah. So you know before I go to go and do school pickup, it's nice to go and have a beer somewhere <laughs> and feel like I, you know this is how I used to feel when I was out at two o'clock in the morning. Mm. Except it's one o'clock in the afternoon and I'm having one beer and then going home. You know what all of those places have as a beer that initially I was like I really like this beer and then I had it again recently. It was like this might be the worst beer I've ever had. Is Pabst? Yeah, I, I hear you. 
It you must know, be cheap. I don't know. I've never actually seen it, been offered it as a, you know, as a beer to have on. Okay. Yeah, well, both of these places, one was uh, on Sydney Road in, in Brunswick and the other one's in a little alleyway just off Collins Street. They both had it on tap and I was like, oh, maybe it'll taste a bit better on tap. And if anything, it tastes worse. Yeah, right. Like it's better out of a can <laughs> than it is on tap. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, it must be it must be dirt cheap. Yeah. Or it just fits the aesthetic of an American sort of dive bar hmm. type thing. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of just been going to these weird... American burger places that I cannot remember the names of. <laughs> Have you been anywhere nice? I've been to all my usual haunts and, yeah. you know, nothing sort of out of the way or different for me, which is a bit boring. But I know. It's God, we're the worst. Sort of. <laughs> well, on those, rare Sorry, occasions that I'm not, on those rare occasions that I'm not making, you know, selling beer, I tend to not want beer. So Yeah, that's, that's true. If I'm not having a drink here, then I'm usually not drinking. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so normally I'll go out and have you know, a couple of beers at Leanne's Pinnock Beer and Wine Store, but that's shut at the moment while she gets her floor redone. So I'm not even doing right. I'm not even doing that. I did go to Mr. West in Footscray. I mean, we've shouted them out before, but I, I did go to the, uh, out there recently. God, I really like Footscray at the moment, like their bar scene and stuff. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, Mr. West are really lovely guys, and their beer selection is just impeccable. So. Um, yeah, I went out there with Tad, the, mm. um, our chef here um, at the Royal Mail on Spencer Street. Um, <laughs> well done, Damo. Speaking of the Royal Mail on Spencer Street, um, we are going to have a election night party. Is yes, the right? Anthony Green Appreciation <laughs> Night, I think, is what we've, uh, what we've dubbed it. So uh, could uh, be a big old shindig with lots of data and nerd up, you know, capacities. <laughs> so I... I'm the kind of person who actually really enjoys watching the Brownlow Medal, and I I also really enjoy election night coverage. I think um, it, I think it could be quite a big <laughs> night, and then on the Thursday following, we're having a special election themed quiz night hmm. for our free Thursday night quiz. Is one of the questions? I'm not going to say what the questions are, Damien. How far away was ScoMo from Bill Shorten's <laughs> yeah. face in the second debate? <laughs> I, I, I've been doing, you know, like how a, many centimeters was ScoMo away from Bill Shorten? Where, you know, in the MythBusters, where they used to find ways of measuring things that were on the screen. It's like, you know, it's a, now, we uh, know the size of his glasses, <laughs> so if we think it's, it's two glasses distance, therefore. Uh, and then I just I just had the idea of the two guys from the Mythbusters recreating the, <laughs> the prime ministerial debate from 2019. Um, yeah, so it doesn't really matter, you know, what denomination or what church you're from politically. Come down, you know, it's not going to be you're hmm. not going to have any politics shoved in your face or whatever. It's you know, it'll just be wall to wall politics. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, but I mean, there was not, it's not going to be. It's not a Labor Party function or a Liberal Party function. Or that is correct. You know, it's like you know, just come down and have a beer, celebrate, commiserate, whatever, whatever's happening on the night. Have a democracy sausage. Yes, are we doing a democracy sausage? <laughs> we're doing $2 democracy sausages <laughs> and we're doing a special lamb burger for the bellwether seat. <laughs> and I've got to say, I, have, I should have brought it up, I should have got myself organised, but there's, um, I, I asked people to submit uh, good puns that we could have for the mm-hmm. drinks and there were many, many good suggestions, it's got uh, to be said. We should read that but, out on the next intro. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Corey's one of the... Uh, 
double dissolution, you know, spelled <laughs> D-U-double-B-E-L. Uh, so I'm, I am trying to see if I can get a good Belgian double in for, That's really good. for a special drink deal on the night. That's really good. We should generally, next next intro for the next episode, we should bring some of those in, read them out for the Absolutely. <laughs> um, so they're the the main sort of thing. So that's uh, May eighteenth, May election night, and so the twenty third or third will be the quiz. That's right. Um, so they're the two major things. Um, footy on Friday and Saturday nights, most nights. So Dave will be out the front cooking a barbecue, uh, which is always delicious, and you can have a beer with him. Uh, the famous sausage man of Spencer Street. You is keep what on I've been calling Dave <laughs> the last and, and, couple of days. And it's I only, can't tell whether you like it or not. Well, it's it's only slightly disturbing. <laughs> you know, it's like I feel like if I have a T-shirt that says "I am the sausage man," it's the kind of thing that all of a sudden the police may take far more interest in me than they yeah, have in the past. It could, it, like on one hand, it's like a sort of. <laughs> you know, nice uh, sort of football tradition, you know, oh, you know, we go down Spencer Street and we get a sausage on the way to the Marvel Stadium. Or it could be a horror movie character. It's exactly. The Sausage Man. <laughs> Mum, the Sausage Man is under my bed. <laughs> There's no such thing as the Sausage Man, dear. <laughs> <laughs> then you just say five sort of uncooked pork yeah, sausages. Freddy Krueger style. <laughs> Uh, that's why we're friends, David. <laughs> anyway, we're back. It's good to be back. I love doing this podcast. Uh, we've got some good guests lined up, so I'm, I'm actually really excited about this season. Hopefully, it'll be even better than the first season. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, share it and tell your friends. Yeah, share it, tell your friends, rate and review. We still have a five-star rating on Apple well, Podcasts. Well, we haven't put out any content that's been terrible for two and a half months. That's true. So. We should have just retired. We should have been like the Beatles. We did yeah. one season, just quit. And never put anything out ever again. <laughs> or like some of those Uber drivers who sort of get those five-star ratings. Like, guess they're just not driving cars anymore. Mm. In uh, record industry parlance, this is our sophomore album. This is the mm. difficult second record. So a lot of bands break up after the second record day. So let's see how we go. <laughs> that's, that's right. See if we can get 10 episodes of season two. Uh, all right. Yes. Yeah, uh, like it, rate and review it. Um, and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode of The Cool Room. Walking around the corner, a pub is inside Up there on the left, just past those lights We've been there before, yeah, that place is alright Let's pull up a stool and settle in for the okay. night Okay, so here we are It's me, Damien, and David I'm here And we're joined today by, well, the Royal Mail's newest bartender And a whole lot of other things that we'll get into later Jody Carberry Hello. Hello. Hi, Joyce. Hello. <laughs> you practiced that beforehand with yeah. the sound test. So. Thank you for having me. It's all right. Thanks yeah. for doing it. We're recording on a Sunday morning, so I think mm. we're all. <laughs> it's 10 out of 10 for everyone actually being here today. Congratulations, guys. Give you, we've give done, we've done very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you two guys worked last night, and I am. Um, didn't try tried so. to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure that I worked that much. I sold sausages. I didn't. Mm. The sausage man of Spencer Street was in fine effort. Yeah, and I poured some beers mainly for myself and my <laughs> friends who are here. <laughs> um, we have some traditional questions uh, that we ask everybody that comes on the podcast, Jody. Mm-hmm. Now, I did say I was going to send these through to you, but we just didn't get time. This has been a bit haphazard, so <laughs> I'm just going to lay them on you and we'll see how we go. Sure. So, All right. where and when did you have your first drink? And usually we sort of prefix this usually by 
Because some people be like, oh, my mum gave me a sip of wine when I was nine. We're not really interested. Uncle Bob. <laughs> yeah, we're not really interested in those stories. We kind of want to know, when we say first drink, when was the first time you got drunk? You had more than one drink. <laughs> Basically. First time I got drunk. Um, uh, being being from the country, uh, there uh, meeting up with friends and stuff outside of school, there wasn't too too many activities um, uh, that you could get. Uh, I guess late at late at night and after hours. Um, so there were a lot of house parties, and yeah. um, like I, I don't really want to admit it, but um, my I guess cruises, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, pink pink sugary uh, treaties. <laughs> um, I think after I think only. Take, uh, it would take a couple of them, and uh, me and my friends were bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Wee! <laughs> um, yeah, to say that would be the first uh, alcoholic drink that I consumed would be right. To say my my taste has uh, changed in that time. Um, <laughs> has it? Has it really? Uh, uh, I've developed uh, my palate's definitely developed since then. Yeah. So. Like craft beer, is that something that your palate has something that a taste I'm for? definitely interested in? Um, a, a range of range of craft beers. Like since moving to Melbourne, it's definitely trying um, just keeping it local. Really, um, mm. all the different local breweries. Uh, but um, my love for craft beer would have started off uh, like Japanese culture. So yeah. um, Japanese beers, Hitachino Nest. I, uh, I like Hitachino Nest. Hitachino yeah. Nest White Ale is yeah, def- still a go-to. Um, a bar that I was working at in Sydney, we had it on tap for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and after consuming um, many, many white ales, <laughs> uh, I now have it tattooed on my back as well. Um, really? really? Yeah. The little owly chappy. Got the little owl on my shoulder. I like the little owl. I like the little owl a lot. Has the branding scored me a car? No, <laughs> no. But um, I have been to Japan a couple times and been able to show it off. So. We do genuinely have listeners in Japan. So hopefully one of those people works for the brewery and they send you a car. Yes, it's right. in the mail. Yeah. That was the goal. That was the goal. But uh, yeah, me and a friend. Um, Finish work early, early one morning after having a few white ales and the tattoo parlor had opened. Wow. <laughs> it was his first tattoo at the time as well. Oh, that, was that your first tattoo? Uh, no, my friend's uh, first tattoo. So roped him into it. Right. <laughs> has he got more since? Or he's, got, he... he's got a few more since then. Open the gates. What about at the moment? What's your favourite? Craft beers at the moment. Um I love Garage Project um, and yeah. Batch. I get back to Sydney every now and again. Mm. And I yeah, I make it over to the brewery most times that I'm back in Sydney. Um, uh, they just do some like really cool sours and um, chili, chili fruit. And, yeah. um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just a nut for their Patch of the Magic Dragon, really. I haven't um, had that. It's, they do it year round. I'd say it's on yeah. there. Um, on the uh, what's what's it called? The uh, I don't know. Oh, their catalogue in their catalogue. No, yeah. yeah, right. Have you heard that? I haven't. No, but so, I was thinking that Garage Project, something we use, we've had in all sorts of places. We don't actually have any Garage Project at the moment. Not at the moment, so, but I do really like them as a 
brewery. Mm. They're always doing weird and wonderful. Out of things. Wellington? Yeah. Um, where, I mean, outside of the Royal Mail and Spencer, obviously, where's your favourite place to have a drink at the moment? At the moment, um, living in Brunswick, I tend to go just sit down at a lot of cafes and restaurants where they, they serve up some beers. But yeah. uh, Or they don't serve beers and you just bring your own <laughs> and sit there. And- <laughs> yeah. Um, Spoilt for choice in Brunswick. Um, yeah. I've got mm. some mates down at Tom Fat, so I tend to go there and they get good right. afternoon sun. And they've got I a, like Tom a, Fat a lot. Yeah, and they do yeah. have a good range of craft beers in the fridge as well. Oh, do they? Mm. It's been a while since I've been there, so I do really like it. Um, I like Brunswick a lot. It's really become that sort of place where you can just you just meet in Brunswick and then just walk up and down Sydney Road and sort of any meeny miny mow it. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. oh, the retreat. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Sport for choice is a good name for a bar. It is a good name for a bar. You know, <laughs> in my spare time, when I, I like a, David's pub. <laughs> well, Blakey, my, my seven-year-old son, also wanted to open a his own bar that was going to be called Thunder Dragon, and I've always wanted to. That's uh, awesome. I like the name Thunder Dragon, particularly if it's just a very sleek modern bar with no references inside to dragons or <laughs> weather or anything like that, and you just you just never explain why it's called Thunder Dragon. Thunder Dragon is a good name for a bar. It also would be a good name for like a glam rock, absolutely kind of band. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, like in the mode of the darkness, <laughs> or a wrestler. Yep. A Jap- probably a Japanese wrestler, or a beer. Or Thunder Dragon. A big stout. You could make a big stout <laughs> called Thunder Dragon. Oh yeah. Oh mate, I had a couple of Thunder ever. Dragons last night. Or I tell you? it could be a good nickname for a suburban footballer. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or a really good nickname for a really bad toilet at a pub. <laughs> Excuse me, gents. I was going to go and use the Thunder Dragon. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. We started abusing ourselves over here. <laughs> My wife never listens to the podcast because she says that all we ever do is just sit and giggle through them. And there's, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, more on the wrestling podcast this one. We try to be a bit more sensible on this one. <laughs> um, what about outside of Melbourne? Like you're from Sydney. Yeah, originally. I was in Sydney before um, before moving down here. Uh, in Sydney, um, all around Newtown, you can't, yeah, again. Yeah, Newtown's pretty rad. Yeah, again, a strip that you can just walk down. Um, there's uh, Earl's Duke uh, Joint, um, which is uh, a little hidden cocktail bar. Uh, the front is a, is a butcher's. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so after what, legitimately hours, a butchers? Uh, so you can walk through a butchers to get to the bar. <laughs> uh, it's all it's all curtained up, but the signage is for, for a butcher. Like you right. just walk past it and not really know. Cool. Um, but really good cocktails um, uh, and music and um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, yeah, Newtown's just got it. Got well, it did have it happening. I'm not too sure about its nightlife. Now, mm. um, yeah, uh, there's heaps of breweries around the area as well. You can go from um, Willie the Boatman in St. Peter's to Batch to Young Henry's um, Grifter. Yeah. Grifter's walking distance as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of breweries in the inner west. So. Have the lockout laws affected areas like Newtown? As well, I mean, obviously. They've affected quite a few pubs across Sydney, but is a little place like because Newtown's kind of like Fitzroy, Brunswick sort of mm. thing. Has that 
Because there's sort of smaller bars and stuff. Does the lockout law sort of affect them or were they sort of closing before? Uh, no, it definitely That's affected them. Yeah. Like closing down mm. the city, it shifts people as well. Um, so the first time I saw uh, a hen's like SUV Hummer go down King Street was a bit of a bit of a wake up call. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, also led to the detriment of me leaving Sydney, I guess. Um, police presence shifted all into Newtown. Working oh, really? in the area was just tough. Yeah, um, and uh, when you say like shifting people was it shifting people towards Newtown or yeah oh yeah. okay yeah but not really the crowd that was that Newtown was known for yeah right yeah um but uh and lockout laws did uh did move into Newtown eventually as well um oh so they weren't in Newtown originally it was no just it was the just the CBD, CBD. CBD. Yeah. yeah right and now so it's become even more widespread across Sydney yeah they have um been you know given them an hour hour here um i think it moved from one thirty to, to three o'clock lockout now so right yeah. it just seems like one of those stupid laws that will eventually just sort of fritter away over time anyway i remember when i moved to london they had a 11 p.m close like mm. for pubs if you're a nightclub you could open past 11 o'clock but the licensing laws were huge. And that rule, that law had been in place. This was 2002 when I moved there. That law was in place from 1944 because of the World War Two. So all pubs had to close during the war at 10 or 11 p.m. So there were no lights on. So German bombers couldn't bomb London. But that law was still in place in 2002. <laughs> so at 11 o'clock, everyone just spilled out in the street. And people would yep. punch on or they're desperately – everyone's running to nightclubs to try and get another drink. <laughs> it doesn't – those kind of laws just don't help. Well, even trying to administer all. it, just try, imagine you, then you'd basically have to have staff employed to be on the doors at 3 o'clock in the morning to stop people coming back in or one thirty yeah. in the morning. <laughs> but then you just so, – so and so cops are just going around enforcing these laws as well in Sydney. Yeah, um, just walkthroughs looking for a reason to – I don't know, close you up for the night. Um, working at, uh, managing a bar in, in Newtown was pretty tough at the, when the, when these laws first came in. I was having up to six walkthroughs from cops, uh, from police. Really? Each night. Um, some nights they'd bring dogs down into the venue. Um, even like just, uh, it was a late night venue opening up at um, 10 p.m. at the time. And they'd be there right as we opened. And there might only be two people in there. And there's, you know, Walking downstairs and torches to the faces, just really, yeah. It, um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. No wonder you left Sydney. Yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, that sounds legitimately awful. Not only that, having friends that work in in music or performing, or like DJs have to finish like lose hours and mm. um, just affected people's wages. Uh, and I'm slowly watching all of my friends move to Melbourne one by one. Yeah, right. Mm. Well, that's Sydney's losses, our game. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, what about overseas? Have you travelled much? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've uh, done a couple of stints around Europe, uh, Barcelona. Um, and uh, What's the drinking culture like in – I've never been to Spain. Is it like wine-based or beer-based? Sangria. Based sangria, of course. Sangria. Idiot, damn <laughs> Estrella. Um, yeah. I loved Barcelona. Um, just went over there for a, uh, for a month in summer and spent the whole time skating around um, to the beach every day. It was beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Um, and 
a service on the beach. Uh, lots of people selling selling beers down the beach. You, you don't really have to leave all day. Really? Uh, yeah. They bury them in the sand to keep them cold. <laughs> David, mm. I see a new business opportunity. <laughs> Burying things oh, in sand. Com- completely illegal. Like any time a, a police came to the area, you'd see them running down the beach away. So That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I really like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> running from the police is one of your favourite things, isn't it, Tony? I am from Broadmeadows, David. Um, <laughs> it's a skill you learn from an early age. <laughs> uh, I'm also Japan crazy. I've been there th- Four times now. Yeah. Um, uh, every couple of years I try and make my way over. But it's just being able to go over there and each trip still doing completely new activities or yeah. seeing something that you haven't seen before or taking a new friend who hasn't been over there and just being so excited to show them all of your favorite things. Yeah, of mm. course. Um, and Japan's got a good craft, craft beer range as well. Uh, going back to uh, Kyoto Brewing, um, I fell in love with my last – my last trip yeah. also went uh, – there's this bar outside, like half an hour outside of Tokyo uh, called Popeyes, and they've got 100, <laughs> 110 tap beers. Um, 110? Just, yeah. All, all, Sport for choice. All <laughs> little taps uh, <laughs> Imagine those walls. typical bartender conversations that you have in Australia with 110 uh, – that's have you got any pale owls? What draft? Have you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, could I just try a little bit of them and then? I want something that's hoppy, but not too hoppy, but a bit hoppy. Have you got anything like that? We've got a hundred and ten <laughs> fucking beers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got on tap, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just have a pot of. Which beer have you got that tastes the least like beer? That's what I'm really feeling like. (laughs) We worked out that conversation where someone uh, would say to us, oh, we just want a a beer that tastes like beer. We worked out that's a Corona because that was the weakest beer that we could find. That tastes like beer. But barely. Yeah, that's right. right. It's like just a hint of beer. I want something that's kind of like water. That has like a slight aftertaste of maybe kind of a beer sort yeah, just, of. Just just sort of walked it through the room. <laughs> See, I'd go through and grab um, a Moondog beer can out of the fridge and chuck them a beer can. Yeah, I I, I tried that a few times with with people like that, and they they like was- mm, don't like that one. And then mm. you give them a Corona, and they'd be like, Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, like, all right, cool. I'll the Sierra Nevada Nuna was always okay in that regard as well. That's the, true. The Nuna was always just sort of like yeah. This won't taste too much like beer to offend you. <laughs> um, so we have, because the podcast is called The Cool Room, we have a question uh, which is a bit strange, but we ask it anyway. What is the... It's not, not as strange as it is torturous to have to explain to people each episode. <laughs> That's true. Um, what's the weirdest or funniest thing you've seen in a cool room? In a cool room? Mm-hmm. Ooh. You don't have to tell Royal Mail cool room stories either. You can, you know, prefer- our, our cool room is just very boring and <laughs> I was say, uh, yes. utilitarian. <laughs> Nothing ever happens in there. So I don't think it does. It's <laughs> uh, there's been like some very, very disgusting things in cool rooms. Uh, like trying to keep a cool room clean mm. is tough. Um, uh, before before the Royal Mail, um, the, 
my my previous cool room home yeah. uh, had had a tin floor that kind of peeled at the corners and um, yeah I didn't get underneath it but it, uh, any any beer spillage or oh, fruit yeah, or um, it was just every now and again it just got a hose down and kind of disappeared. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Where does all this go? Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's, that's right. It just goes away. Yeah, no draining system. Um, as long as it doesn't come back, we don't need to worry about it. <laughs> the, the idea is that you quit working here before it comes back. <laughs> Sooner or later, someone's going to be the recipient of everything that's been hosed down. <laughs> someone's inheritance. <laughs> Isn't there a Simpsons episode where Marge goes away for a weekend, Homer keeps putting all the rubbish under the carpet or something for some reason. <laughs> I can't remember if that's The Simpsons or Bam. It might be Family Guy. Anyway, it sounds like that. Under the carpet. <laughs> yeah, you just keep putting all the rubbish under the carpet. I think it is Family Guy because <laughs> when Lois gets back from her weekend away, Stewie is like walking <laughs> through the room but under the carpet. You can just see the silhouette of Stewie's head walking through the carpet. Um, well, we've kind of already gone through... Sydney, because I was going to ask you about Sydney, but we've sort of already touched on on that. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about your background and why you moved to Melbourne. We've sort of done that already. Um, I want to ask you about wrestling, because the Ooh. first time I met you was at the recent WrestleMania event that we had mm-hmm. here at the Mail, which actually was really good. Like, a lot of people showed up. If you listen to the podcast and you came to that event, thank you, because that was a really fun day. It was um, a very fun day. You guys, I didn't sort of actually get an idea of what the... You guys had a bet on the day. We right? did have a bet on the day. <laughs> what, what was... This was I know Jody's were, first day at the Royal Mail yeah. involved. <laughs> I know shots were involved, but what was the actual bet? It was that there'd be... Outrageous. The, yeah, there'd be more than one sledgehammer used by Triple H in a match. That's right. Which, and there were, then there were two. That's right. But there were two sledgehammers. So, but Jody, you were betting that there would only be one. Who would think that there's two sledgehammers <laughs> that he's going to pull out from underneath the ring? It was just the most. It was the silliest bit. It was like, oh well, I guess I'm up. I'm going to be paying for a couple of shots of fireballing. T- oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> it was an easy win. <laughs> so that was kind of I, I like you were obviously there, but then I saw you having that conversation with Dave, and I was like, oh, I like this girl. And then I found out later on in the day that you were going to be. Working with us, and I was like, "Oh, that's good because we'll be working together." Just posted up on the Melbourne Bartender Exchange asking, like, where was showing showing the wrestling, and Dave got in on that. And I was like, "I'm hmm. doing a shift there the next day." <laughs> so. um, can I can I ask you about your wrestling tattoo? Ah, uh, yes, because I love it. It's the greatest thing ever, but you haven't really told. So you have a tattoo of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it done. Uh, in March 2016, also known as three, 316. 316. Mm. <laughs> Stone Cold just whipped your ass. Um, I just I just love Stone Cold. Growing up, um, you know, he'd bring his esky down to the ring and throw full tinnies out into the audience, and That's true. Uh, had a little had a doll of him that I slept with every night. So he was, he was my boy's boyfriend for. The, Aww. Yeah, Aww. <laughs> but um, plush and soft and big, a, big hard arms. This sounds <laughs> a plush, a, a plush Steve Austin. A plush Steve Austin. That's pretty cute. Mm. If you don't know anything about wrestling, and I assume the majority of people who listen to the podcast don't, 
Stone Cold Steve Austin is not a cuddly guy. Not in the least. At all. So for He's him, not a plush kind of guy have, either. For him to have a plush doll of him is hilarious. It'd be like a Mark Chopper Reed <laughs> plush doll. <laughs> <laughs> um, before us, you were working at Loop, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I was at Loop for for two years, just shy of two years. Um, you know, for a while, I felt like I had the best job in the world. It's just a arts hub. Yeah. Um, and every day being something different. That's a um, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say misunderstood, but that is not the correct word. It is an underrated little area, that little Myers Place mm. area. Like it's sort of even myself, I'll forget. Like I, oh yeah, Myers Place. So it's Myers Place and Loop and a couple it's of other. Of, it's where Laneway Bars started in Melbourne. Mm. Is that right? Mm. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Um, uh, Loop has been there for uh, 15 years. So, right. Yeah. And were you, the, the, were you just a bartender there or the bar I manager? I was the or? venue manager there. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Did that include booking uh, like, towards towards the end, like towards the end, um, the last the last year, I was booking DJs on the weekends. Um, but it was a close close team. We had an arts uh, coordinator who booked um, the arts calendar during the week. So there was a lot of forums and panels and uh, documentaries, film screenings. Yeah. Um, so there's two two cinema spaces inside. Um, so yeah, each night of the week brought in. Uh, in different different group of people, yeah, um, lots of new friends to be made. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, we on the first season of the call room, we only had uh, one woman on the show out of ten guests, and it's been brought up to me a couple of times by some female friends of. You don't have enough girls on the podcast. You don't have enough Guess girlfriends. Of- is that why? Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's uh, a, <laughs> a, a uh, moment uh, of revelation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I only talk to dudes. <laughs> uh, but I just thought, seeing that we do have uh, a woman on the podcast, we could ask about what sort of, um, I don't know, difficulties that you've had in Hospo land as a woman um, working your way through Sydney and Melbourne. I know that's a very broad question, but whether this, are, there, are there, like, is is it any different in being... like most industries uh yeah. but in a male dominant dominated industry such as this um like there are some women doing amazing amazing things um like two birds two birds yeah. are pumping out some some mm. really interesting um interesting brews um uh myself personally uh i you know, I've been working in hospitality since I was 18 um, and my first my first role was a management role as well. So uh, I don't know how I um, – I don't know how I would work, un- to, like, underneath someone yeah. too, too well, um, but, like, in equal, equal roles or in a small-knit family, mm. um, I guess is uh, where I – I excel. Um, uh, That's all right. If you don't, yeah. um, <laughs> just uh, just trying to think. Uh, you know, in <clears throat> in ten years or so that I've been working in hospitality, um, it's always you know you're always surprise surprise that person by recommending some kind of beer or something that you know when I've got 
beer tattoos on on me or um you know when you say that you you know you are are the venue manager for this place or um someone coming to the bar and asking to speak to speak to the manager and kind of second looking you when you say that that would be me (laughs) me. um It can't be you. You're a girl. <laughs> how, how, how could you possibly manage things? With, you know. Um, well, I think we could. I mean, it's been a pretty quick chat, but I think we could pretty much wrap it up there. But ultimately, we're kind of it's we're introducing Jody to you guys because she'll be working well, is already working at the Royal Mail. Um, so she's part of the family now. And come you can and come say down hey. and say mm. hi. Chat to her about wrestling or Japan or how awful Sydney is. Uh, <laughs> I love I love Sydney. No, it's but it, just yeah. nice by the day now. There's not too much to do by. No, genuinely just, sounded like a scene from 1984. <laughs> <laughs> like if I had a Saturday night free in Sydney, I have no idea what I would do. Poor Sydney. People just want to have a drink, Dave. Like Let them have they should come in. They should come to Melbourne they and drink. They should come to the Royal Mail on Spencer <laughs> in Melbourne. Just catch the bus from Sydney <laughs> to, to Southern Cross and it's a quick six-minute walk from Southern Cross Station. <laughs> it's a 12-hour bus ride. But after it, that... You know, it's, it's, a, a, it's a hell bus ride at that. <laughs> I've never done... I've done it in Tarragos mm. and stuff like that, but I've never done it on a bus. Yeah. Have you ever caught a bus from Sydney to Melbourne? No. I've... I've the train part of the way. I've got the uh, got the bus and train from Dubbo, which is twelve hours. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. With God, a swap in Kudam, uh, with a swap in Kudamundra. Oh, especially with the hangover that I have this morning, I, the idea of a twelve-hour bus ride is making me feel a bit sick. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> just sitting up the back. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, all three of us now work at the Royal Mail at different. Times and in different capacity, so you can come and say hi to all of us, and we'll be here in some form, either having a beer or <laughs> drinking. Well, you know, just like there's some form. I'll be, I'll be, you know, <laughs> one way or another, well, having a right. beer. I'll be the, the gaseous body in the left hand corner of the room. Well, I feel like that's what I had become liquid by the time I left the bar last night. As <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just sort of, you know. Poured myself out of the bar. Anyway, come and say hi to us. Um, we'll be doing more episodes of this is season two of the Call Rant. So season we'll be two. doing more episodes. I assume probably ten episodes, the same as we did in season one. Um, but that's a conversation for off air, not on air. <laughs> Jody, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming down on a Sunday morning. Woo I know it's woo. a complete pain in the ass, but thank you very much. It's been a lovely morning. Excellent. <laughs> you